0: Welcome to Strong Faith, Fit Life, the daily-ish podcast where we explore the intersection of faith and health to help you build strength from the inside out. My name is Deborah. Welcome to the show. Episode 17, Intuitive Eating. When it comes to places like Facebook, Instagram, or even anywhere in the world around us, we find people who struggle with food. It doesn't matter if you're underweight or overweight or somewhere in between, food can be a challenge. When people mention that they struggle or that maybe they're trying to lose some weight um, or that they just want to get healthy, I see comments like this pop up. Just, I just eat when I'm hungry. Try that. Don't diet. Just listen to your body. Select whole foods. Eat the rainbow. And a lot of this, while well-intentioned, is kind of disingenuous. The cutesy phrases all contain an element of truth. But they are not the single answer to success, especially when you don't know how to do any of what was shared. When clients come to me with specific goals, we always talk through the method that they want to use to reach their goals. And one of the common things that I frequently see is a bad relationship with food that needs to be repaired. I hear things like, food needs to be controlled, or food is controlling them, or they're scared of food, carbohydrates are bad, fats are bad, protein is bad, butter is bad, bread is bad. If you look cross-eyed at a food, it's bad for you. However, if you're listening, I bet you, if you're listening to this, I bet you you just added your own thing to the list that you think that's bad in your food. I know I did. Some even have a vision that food is out to get them. And they are scarred, many of us are scarred by a multitude of bad diets that we're super restrictive or controlling, where we see all these things in magazines and we've tried it all and nothing works. And every one of the thoughts that we have as we're kind of dealing with food and changing our um, attitude towards it often comes from a place of negativity. And while there are many ways to achieve specific health goals, I find it important to address the relationship we have with food as we work on those goals. One approach to creating a healthy relationship with food is through intuitive eating. Now, I know I just said from above that listening to your body was not enough. So just bear with me because we're going to dig into what intuitive eating really is. And I know that it, intuitive eating often just boils down to just listen to yourself. Whenever you're hungry, you'll be fine. Just eat then. Uh, many of us don't actually get those hunger cues. So we want to know exactly what intuitive eating is because it's not nearly as free spirited and free, you know, life law, laws of fare type going as we think it might be. So the first thing that intuitive eating does is it rejects diet mentality. And I like that because diet mentality has this idea of we were strict for a period of time and then we're going to achieve a goal and then we're going to go back to doing what we were doing previously. And when we make food changes, we're making lifestyle changes. We're not going to just revert back to, you know, six days a week eating McDonald's and then wondering why we don't lose weight. We're making whole lifestyle changes that are permanent. We might eat more vegetables every single day as a rule. We might exercise every single day as a rule. And it's becoming the lifestyle. So we might actually just have a day of the week that we prep food. So the idea here that we're rejecting diet mentality because we're never gonna do like the super quick diet. There's no cabbage diet. There's no no carb diet. There's no stand on your head diet. It's just eating what your body needs while making lifestyle changes around it. So you're never in that idea that you need to be on some sort of crash diet or some sort of restricted diet. Um, the other thing that it does to the next step here is it honors hunger. And I think this is an important one. Oftentimes we are overlooking hunger cues or we're satiating those hunger cues by quick fixes. Um, maybe it's a drive through the Starbucks, maybe it's a drive through the Dunkin' Donuts and you get like an iced coffee, or we get like one of those you know, fantastic um, ice cream based coffees. Yes, they taste lovely. There are a lot of calories. And so the idea here is that we're honoring hunger with good quality food. So I like to talk about good quality nutrition. Like, you know, if you eat a carrot, that's got a lot of nutrients to it. It's got fiber. It has a little bit of beta carotene in it. It's got uh, all kinds of vitamins and minerals, and all of those are beneficial for you. I, you don't have to love carrots. It's fine. Uh, but you get the idea that we're selecting things that are deeply nutritious. But at the same time, when you're hungry, you eat something. You're not trying to restrict yourself into success. Um, you should be eating a little bit consistently to keep your body going. And we talk about here, we challenge the, the next thing we do is we challenge the food police attitude. There is a lot of food policing that goes on and I see it whether you're very lean or whether you're overweight or maybe you have a health condition because I think the number one thing that I hear from people who might have type two diabetes is, oh, you shouldn't be eating that because you have diabetes. Well, maybe we shouldn't be eating that in general. Maybe we should be eating good quality foods or maybe the reality is no one gets a say of how you approach your daily lifestyle living and you're making choices that serve you overall. And we're in the reality is, people on the external are the food police, but we are also the food police. We sometimes challenge ourselves. We say things like, "I shouldn't be eating this, this isn't good for me. this is a negative for me." Well, then the, I bet I ask you the question of, if you're policing yourself in this manner, then why did you select it in the first place? We want to be selecting things that are advantageous to us. Or if we do select something like a cookie or cake, then we know how it works, so we know how to work it into our day. So we sometimes can eat what we want, but we serve ourselves with what we need. So there's nothing wrong with a cookie. There is no bad food. There is no bad food. If you're ready to take control of your health and align it with your faith, then head over to Facebook and join the community group at Strong Faith Fit Life. That's Strong Faith Fit Life. Okay, back to the show. Then the other side of this is that we're looking to discover satisfaction in our food. Sometimes we eat because we are not satisfied. We are looking for the food to give us some sort of satiety feeling or some sort of satisfaction. And there are many foods out there that do not provide any of those. And we find ourselves eating lots and lots of them and then being disappointed. One of the ways that I actually have discovered satisfaction, and this is me, it may not be you, but I like strong flavors. Um, Some people like more subtle flavors, that's fine. I particularly like strong flavors that are found in things like curries. And I like them in um, like Indonesian style food where there's a lot of heat to it. I kind of like to sweat with my food. Um, And that brings me a lot of satisfaction. I know there are other people that find satisfaction in other foods and that's also okay. The idea here though, is just to find satisfaction in the food so that when you eat it, you feel satiated. We also are taking time to slow down how we're eating. And because we want to learn how to feel full. Um, If you eat really, really fast, you are going to overshoot your food cues and your brain is not going to be able to process uh, whether or not you're actually full because it takes a little bit of time for the signal to go from your stomach to your brain. So we're going to slow down and listen for those fullness cues. Maybe we have a little conversation and we reassess. Maybe we have a little bit of water and we reassess. Are we hungry? Did we eat enough? Is this balanced out? And we're just learning to pay attention to those cues because it's an important way of understanding that our body is actually talking to us. And then for the last couple things here, we don't want to use food to cope with our emotions. It's better to deal with your emotions and actually face them dead on than to use something like food as a Band-Aid. Food is a Band-Aid only for a period of time, before food starts to run our lives because we used it to cover emotions. So if you need some talk therapy, get some talk therapy. You need to talk to a friend, talk to a friend. But don't use food to cover your emotions. And the last two here are work out for enjoyment. And you're not ever in a last meal scenario. And we work out for enjoyment because we want to move our bodies. We want to move our bodies we want to enjoy how our body feels. It's a privilege to work out. I'm sure you've seen that on Facebook or some sort of mean somewhere that it's a privilege to work out. And the reality is, it's actually true. You get to move your body and you ought to move your body because our bodies actually uh, thrive when our, our muscles are moving. And we have this privilege of actually working out or doing something that's beneficial for our health and our mental health. Okay. And then this last sort of supper, this is just like a cheat mentality. I feel like we could cheat at our exercise and we could cheat at our food. And we have this sort of like, this is the last thing that I'm ever going to do. This is the last time I'm going to ever eat this. And the reality is that's not a great place to be. If this is the last time you're ever going to eat cake, I think that's disingenuous. Most of us are going to have a slice of cake for our birthday. That's okay. Okay. If you ever see that, you know, I'm never going to do, whenever I, it's all about the nevers. If you say never, you're going to come along nevering like you never, nevered before, because the reality is that's what we do. We fight our own minds. And so the, we should just be living a lifestyle, making choices, know how your food works, know how your body feels when you eat it, and pay attention to what you're doing. So I will say, this is not for everybody, and I do want to touch on this, you might be a good candidate. I'm going to list you some lists here. You might be a good candidate to work with a coach while you learn intuitive eating, if improving your relationship with food is one of your goals, um, and if you might be recovering from disordered eating, we're looking for a positive way forward. Um, and this is this is positive, like ruling you in. Okay, so you might be reducing, wanting to reduce guilt around food. Intuitive eating is a good fit. Want to let go of diet culture intuitive eating is a good fit you want to learn how to get to know your hunger cues your fullness signals and live as well as you can intuitive eating might be a great fit for you but i do want to say it's very important that if you fit into these categories but you also fit into some of these categories that i'm going to list now you are not a good fit so it is very important intuitive eating does not get these or help these people so if you are neurodiverse maybe in the ADHD, maybe on the autism scale, intuitive eating may actually not work for you. That's because there are other factors at play as to whether or not you get your hunger cues. Uh, If you have a goal of weight loss, intuitive eating does not get you to a goal of weight loss. Not at all, okay? If you have disordered eating and you're not in a recovered state and you're refusing to get into a recovered state, this is not for you. And finally, you know what? If you've been dieting for a really long time and you're constantly in a diet mode, this is not where you need to head. You've got to repair certain things first. Intuitive eating can come later. So whether intuitive eating is for you or not, there is a path to success for your specific goals. So don't hesitate to reach out to a coach. A nutrition coach will help you find that path to get you where you want to go in the best way possible. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow the show so you can get notified when I drop a new episode. You can also join me in the Facebook group, Strong Faith, Fit Life. Hope to see you there. Until next time, bye.